There are shows in this world that we will never fully understand, understand, except Ghost Adventures. We have watched every episode to build our obsession, our fandom, watching alongside each other because no one we know really gives a damn, gives a damn. Watching Zack and crew catch groundbreaking proof of the paranormal, inspiring us to explore our own interest in otherworldly phenomena. This is our podcast. We are Paranormal Kuntas. All right. Hey, 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 everybody. It's me, Leah. And it's me, Bethany. And we are here with a super exciting new episode for you. We got some personal haunts and uh, we're featuring or we have a special guest by the name of Josh. Or Josh, do you prefer Josh or Joshua? Uh, Josh is fine. Josh is fine. All right, cool. So we should have asked before we started hitting <laughs> record. It's all good. <laughs> but we have Josh here, and Josh actually reached out to us via Facebook. No, was it Facebook? Yeah, I think it was Facebook. Yeah. Um, you reached out. You said, hey, heard the show. You'd also uh, mentioned to us you've been on some of our uh, favorite shows as Spooky. And I think there was one more you mentioned, um, if I'm correct, right? Oh, no, it was just uh, two episodes of uh, a spooky show ah, okay, regarding yeah. shadow people and tales of Brujeria was yeah. a different one. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's what it was. And we love a spooky. They featured us, and I think that's how you found us was through a spooky. So, a spooky tells. Thank you very much for that. So now we are here to hear your stories, and we will let you take it away. <laughs> All right, thanks. Well, um, if uh, if you listen to the uh, episodes of a spooky tales. You would see that, like, uh, you know, quite a bit of different paranormal things have happened to me throughout my life. Um, you know, I live in a small town called Westlaco, Texas. Well, it's actually gotten a lot bigger now. But uh, it's down here in the Rio Grande Valley of uh, Texas. And, you know, I thought when I moved to Austin to go live with my girlfriend, you know, she was long distance uh, living in, in Austin, attending UT Austin for college. And, uh, you know, after a year and a half or so of dating, we decided, you know, let me move over there. I thought maybe, you know, whatever paranormal stuff had happened to me was just going to stay in Westlaco. But, it, you know, um, when I went to Austin, I started experiencing a, a few other weird paranormal experiences. So uh, to start off, we lived on the east side of Austin uh, on Riverside. There was this uh, apartment complex called Longhorn Landing, oh. which eventually changed its name to The Edge, I believe, in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a lot of weird things happen out there. You know, randomly at night, you'll hear gunshots out in the <laughs> trail areas. And uh, across the street from us, this apartment complex, there was always cops and firefighters showing up every night. So <clears throat> I was like, oh, okay, well, not the best area, but, you know, I get to live with my, my girlfriend and, you know, I missed her, so this is fine. But uh, it turns out that um, there was also a lot of weird paranormal things that would happen on that side of town that I had no idea of. Um, I heard of some weird things happening across the area, but um, I didn't really experience anything until one of our roommates, uh, I, I'll just call him Sean, you know. Um, I don't know if I should give his real name out, but that's why I'm just going to call him Sean. Um, so he had gone to someone's apartment one day, and he came back home, and apparently he believes that he brought something with him from that person's place because that person claimed that their house was haunted. So Sean was um, a friend of my of my girlfriend 
And, uh, you know, he moved into the apartment with her because it was a four bedroom. So she wanted someone that, you know, she was familiar with. So that's why he was in the picture and uh, why we knew him so well. Um, there's going to be a story that happens in the future that includes Sean. So, you know, that's kind of why I'm setting it up that we know him. And well, anyway, point is he um, he had come home and things just started, you know, feeling different. Um, sometimes we would have things randomly go missing just to, you know, reappear back in the same spot days later, sometimes even like an hour later, um, you know, poltergeist-like activity. Um, and there was uh, this one roommate we had named Katie. She um, she would uh, be in the apartment by herself, right? And she would claim that she would just be hearing people talking coming from our side. Like I said, it was a four bedroom, so it was two bedrooms on one end, and then on the other end were another two. So Katie lived on the opposite side of where Sean and me and my girlfriend were staying. And she would claim that she would hear people talking on our side when we were both out, you know, all of us were out at work or school. And she would really get weirded out to the point that she didn't want to be there by herself. So um, there'd be some times that she would be hanging out there on the sofa, uh, watching TV, and then she would start to hear banging or like something dropped also. So it wasn't just like, you know, voices anymore. It's like things are physically moving. She would never go into our room to try and look because she wanted to, you know, respect privacy, but also because she was kind of scared. So we don't really blame her. But, um, you know, we we would come home and we wouldn't see anything solid on the floor. So I thought, you know, maybe this girl's just, you know, a little off, you know, or maybe she's hearing things coming from other rooms. And, but then I remembered, you know, well, things have been kind of disappearing and reappearing. So maybe, maybe she isn't wrong, you know, but it's like I said, we would never see anything physically moved. One day, um, we were hanging out in the living room and the kitchen was over to like, you know, our back right hand sides from where the sofa was, where we were, where we would sit to, to watch TV or play video games. Well, one day we remember you know, my girlfriend and I, we were sitting there and I had just made dinner. We were sitting on the sofa and I go back to the kitchen and I see that one of the cabinet doors is open. And I think to myself, wait a minute. I closed the cabinet because I always close it because my girlfriend hates it when I leave them open. So I come to her and I tell her, babe, do you remember me closing this drawer or this cabinet door? And she tells me, yeah, yeah, I saw you close it. And I remember I told you, thank you for closing the door. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I tell her, well, it's open now. <laughs> and we just look at it and she looks at me. She's like, what do you mean it's open now? Like it's, 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 it, you closed it. And no one had come out of their room and no one else had come in to, to the kitchen area. Uh, I, I didn't know what to tell her. Like, you know, it's open. It's right here and it's open. Well, later on, after I close it and go back to the sofa, something falls out of that cabinet onto the floor. It was like a box of like pasta or something like that. You know, like uh, something from the pantry. So we're both kind of looking at each other weirded out. And I look in the cabinet and I don't see any signs of any animals or any droppings or holes we would see animals try and get to. So, you know, that was, that's why we thought maybe there might be a rodent, but it turns out there wasn't anything in the cabinet. After um, some, there was some bad, like I guess you could say bad blood between some of the roommates. 
because one of the guys that uh, lived on the side where Katie lived, you know how I said there was four and two and two? So on the other side, there is this guy who was, um, I know you guys curse all the time, so I'm just going to say, he was a fucking asshole. (laughs) This guy was straight up an asshole. He, he, there was a time where he started wrenching out the living room to, because, you know, yeah, he started wrenching out the living room to two friends of his. And he's like, well, you guys can't say anything because if you do, I'm going to tell management, you got a boyfriend living here and you got a girlfriend living here. And we're like, bruh, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So, and these, the people he had living there were like real, uh, like not not to say anything bad about people or like, you know, if you do drugs, whatever, but like, you know, I, I would smoke a lot of weed. Right. But like these guys were like, would sell drugs out of the apartment. These guys were doing this, they were doing that, you know, and, and they were just causing problems between everybody in the apartment. So Sean, my girlfriend and I, we decided let's cut tail and go to another apartment in this area, in this complex. Mm-hmm. So we ended up moving to the opposite end of the, of the apartment complex into a three bedroom. And, uh, you know, uh, Sean was right. Something, something followed him. Either something followed him or that apartment complex was already haunted because knowing Austin's history, mm-hmm. you know, knowing the east side but the point is you know when sean moved to the other side with us um something else started happening there you know uh sometimes we would have that poltergeist activity of things you know disappearing and reappearing later on uh different time frames of course like from an hour to days or whatever and uh my uh my girlfriend and i we had gotten this dog you know we decided we wanted a pet so we had a dog there with us, and Sean also had a dog. Well, for some reason, our dogs would always react to this one spot in the kitchen at random times, and that always threw us off. You know, we would we would be there eating dinner in the living room, watching some TV or or hanging out, and it could be any random time of the day or night the dogs would just run to this one corner of the kitchen and just start barking. And my girlfriend and I, like we, like me, I grew up loving the paranormal, right? Like I read paranormal books from when I was a kid, Ghost Stories of Texas, you know, that series, uh, you know, when I was a little six-year-old kid at my at my library. And like, I would watch Unsolved Mysteries and I would watch anything and everything ghost related. <laughs> yeah. I, I was watching Ghost Adventures Hell at yeah. that time, you know? Yeah. That was my tradition was always watching that show. Every Friday, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have friends. I didn't have friends to go out with, you know? Uh, people, I always liked, I, I didn't really like what everybody liked. I was always like, fuck y'all, I'm going to do my own thing. And if you don't like it, like, I'm going to do my, like, you know, I'm going to do me. I don't fucking care. Our people. So, you know, I love the paranormal. So, but, so when, when that would happen, when the dogs would be barking, I would look at my girlfriend and I'd be like, babe, there's something here. There has to be. You, you're like, you got to see the similarity, like everything that's happening and you have to put it together, right? Like something isn't right. Yeah. Dogs are barking like at a corner of the kitchen unprovoked. There wasn't even a thud or like, you know, no neighbors yelling next door or talking loud. They just would go right there and just start barking. So, um, <clears throat> after stuff like that started happening, um, you know, uh, again, another, uh, the cabinet door would open randomly. Like, you know, we wouldn't see it open, but we would see it was open when we knew it was closed, you know? So that started happening there too, uh, after we moved there and just, it was like one event happened and then 
after we saw that started happening as a regularity, a new event would occur again. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, it could start with the, it started with the poltergeist, then the, the dogs barking, and then the cabinet door. Like, once we started kind of getting used to it, something new sprung up is what I'm trying to, trying to explain. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then after the cabinet doors started opening again, um, my girlfriend and I started encountering random vibrations. And this, this is the weird thing. Okay, so look, you know, we, we had our phones, you know, phones vibrate sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, we didn't have, like, these were times that we didn't have our phones with us because they were somewhere else or they were, like, on a kitchen table. But we would straight up feel and hear the vibration come from somewhere where there was no device on. Like, we, we were, I remember there was one time we, we were sitting on the sofa, uh, we were smoking some weed, watching some TV, and all of a sudden, my girlfriend and I heard and felt a vibration on the table, you know, like the, like something like that. Yeah. And we looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? Like we, like my foot was on the table so I could feel it and, and I would hear it audibly come from there. And then, you know, it, it, it would happen, it happened there and she, she couldn't figure out what it was. I couldn't figure out what it was. And, and that began to happen randomly throughout, uh, throughout the time that we stayed there where, you know, we would be sitting on the sofa and then all of a sudden it would just vibrate on one specific spot of the cushion. Like, it's not like the whole cushion's vibrating, like there's a phone under it. It's like there's one spot that just vibrated on the couch. You know, it could have been the cushion. It could have been the armrest or something. So whenever we heard or felt it, we would always mean, like I said, loving ghost adventures and loving the paranormal. I would try and debunk it as like, you know, because um, I always, like I said, like, I love that stuff. And I always wanted to do paranormal investigations. So I always wanted to debunk it. So I looked and looked and I opened the cushions and I moved everything and I would pick up the sofa and it had one of those, um, like a linen linings on the bottom so you can't see directly into the sofa but whenever you pick those up from one side to the other you can hear or see a phone sliding right if there was something in there there was nothing in this sofa like I would look in there there was straight nothing in the sofa I picked it up the sofa was real light and I'm, I'm like six foot almost you know um really strong guy I, I was able to manhandle that sofa and there was nothing ringing around in there and, you know, my wife and I, we had, or my, or my girlfriend, like I said, she's my wife now, but my girlfriend at that time, you know, we didn't have our phones on the sofa. Um, my roommate had his phone. We asked him, hey, did you lose your phone? And he, our, our roommate, Sean, said, no, nah, man, I got mine here in my room. But, you know, we felt the vibration. And, and that one really stuck with me because it's like, bro, we were right here. It vibrated and, like, there's there's nothing. It happened, like I said, it continued to happen with the vibrations. Um, it, it would happen in our bedroom too. It happened uh, once on our on our bed. My my wife, my girlfriend, and I were laying in bed, going to sleep, and we felt that vibration on the bed when both of our phones were charging over at the bedside table. And then it happened once again, another time, but this time our phones were on our bed, and because like you know we were just looking at our phones and we put them down, and then we heard a vibration come from the bedside table. It, it was just like, you know, it sounded like something vibrating on wood, on a hard wood laminate top uh, surface. Uh, but there was nothing there that would cause the vibration, just like every other time. 
Um, so there was one time that randomly my girlfriend, this is in the second apartment we lived at, at the Longhorn Landing area, the edge zone. Um, one time the, the shower started clogging up, right? So I found a wire hanger and I started trying to unclog it. Now we'd lived there already for like, maybe like six, seven months. And there was no clog before it just randomly happened. So I start fishing in there amidst all this weird paranormal stuff happening, right? And I pull out hair with what appears to be scalp on it. And it freaked me the fuck out. I remember I showed my my girlfriend, I was like, baby, does this look like skin attached to long hair? And she's like, kinda. And it was just like a, like a small amount, like like the edge of like a piece of paper that was cut off, like, you know, like, but the weird thing is when I ran it underwater, the water started running a little bit red-like. Yeah, so I just threw that fucker away. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yo, you needed to set it on fire and like salt <laughs> it. Salt and burn. Oh my God, fuck that yeah. shit. And you know, them, them yeah. apartments have a rough history. So yeah. like people being harmed and or hurt in those apartments doesn't surprise me if, if that was in fact scalp that yeah. we found. And that would be a possibly huge factor in the activity the yeah that you experienced so wow yeah i know i know Jeez, i know there's a, a lot of weird stuff just happens on that side and those apartments are just really bad energy i'm very familiar with that with those apartments and and it's just kind of funny because yeah just crazy ass parties happen there like <laughs> like I may have personal like paranormal experiences there but I was also probably just really drunk at some college party <laughs> for a whole bunch of people hey, I didn't know <laughs> hey room 1523 room 1523 <laughs> no. <laughs> no that's awesome so yeah yeah what yeah you mentioned Crockett uh, uh local high school here in Austin so yeah what happened over at Crockett uh but but yeah so uh with with Crockett yeah with Crockett High so my girlfriend, she was going to UT, uh, to UT Austin for the UTeach program. And so she was there going to school and she had to do a teacher program uh, mm-hmm. with uh, like a student teacher program. So the school she was assigned with, uh, with was Crockett. So she went there, she worked on the second floor. It was a great, it was a nice school, you know. Uh, I used to get to go over there and pick her up and I would walk to her class and come back with her. There was one time there was this group of students um, that were in the, the teacher's class that she would help a student teach. And they were like, oh, hey, miss, you know, we have a paranormal program here at the school. If you want to chaperone for us or if you want to be like a, a sponsor for us, you know, that, that like that'd be great because she re- they really liked her. They really liked her as a, as a student teacher. And um, she was allowed to sign up as their sponsor. So she thought, you know, this might be good practice for me to practice to sponsor uh, clubs. She tells them, yeah, sure, you know, whatever you guys need. So they would hold their meetings there at school, you know, their paranormal club, and they actually got authorized to go do a paranormal investigation there at the high school one night when, you know, everyone's off campus except the security. So my wife ended up chaperoning for their overnight uh, paranormal investigation. And, you know, she she remembered hearing that, you know, oh, yeah, the school's haunted from different people who worked there and different students who had their experiences. Um, but she didn't experience anything herself until that night of the paranormal investigation, that is, right? So they go and they're going around doing uh, EVP sessions throughout the school where people reportedly had seen um, different 
uh, paranormal, like, you know, apparitions or felt something weird or heard something when there was no one else around. Well, I don't know if they ever got anything from their EVPs. Um, I, I honestly have no idea if they got anything from there. But they they uh, did end up going to the gym and doing a seance there in the gym. And while they were, you know, they were using a Ouija board trying to do a seance, mm-hmm. and and my wife, being the co-sponsor along with uh, with another teacher, because they had to have two teachers chaperone, mm-hmm. so her and the teacher were kind of looking at each other like, should we let them play with a Ouija board in here right now? Like, like is that like a you know like a, like an issue? Like they weren't sure. Like both uh, like lawfully and uh, mm-hmm. you know I mean you know because I mean, sometimes like religion and politics and stuff like this don't don't mix well they they really don't especially here in texas (laughs) you know yeah so they let them do the the, they let them do the ouija board there they let them do their little seance trying to reach whoever they can get any evidence they can and while they're doing so they the my my wife she starts getting calls from the school security guard because you know they needed to be in contact with them because they're going to be on school so they were giving like the the guard's number well, the guard told them, hey, are you guys in this area across, like, you know, somewhere where they where they weren't because everyone was in the gym? And my girlfriend my girlfriend would tell them, no, we're, we're here at the gym. And, you know, the security guard would tell them, oh, okay, because we're getting movement over here. Like, our motion sensors are going off over there. So uh, just let us know if you guys decide to move somewhere so we can know it's what's a false alarm or whatever. So they told them, okay, yeah, you know, we'll let you know. So the security guards would go and check, and then they would call back, and they'd be like, hey, there's nobody here at our at this like place where we reported movement so you know they were just trying to keep in contact with my with my wife like you know or my girlfriend just just in case anyone was sneaking into the campus they would want them to like you know do some kind of like protocol where they would hide like a lockdown protocol i guess you could mm-hmm. say you know what i mean so um because like like again they were kids at the school overnight they, they were just concerned about the safety so while they're doing the ouija board session they keep getting called saying hey you don't have anyone at the south side or you know the east side of the campus or anything right you know and they kept telling them no not, nothing we're all still here i'll let you know if we move so they kept having issues with their motion sensors and uh eventually while the kids were doing the seance the you know gym lights above the above on the on the ceiling there they're always like those big circular lights yeah well the like the lights like those whatever the gym lights they started flickering while they were doing their seance their ouija board session um so my wife started looking at her co-worker and um she you know she had said like hey are you are you seeing this bro like these lights are flickering right now and um yeah so the lights started flickering and the guy told her yeah i'm seeing the lights flickering too like i don't know what the fuck is going on like maybe we should tell them to stop so the kids are still doing their Ouija board session. The lights randomly came back on, fully powered. And then again, like a minute later, they started flickering again. And and um, it was like it was like one of those, you know, like there's a power drain. So the lights start dimming a lot, and then they go back bright to, to where they were. Mm-hmm. So that happened about like three times while they were there at the school. And, you know, they, they finished their Ouija board session. They finished everything up. They decided to leave for the night. Um, and, and you know, the next day, my, my girlfriend's sister was coming into Austin uh, to visit for, like, a couple of days during the weekend. And we ended up going to, to eat 
I think it was the TGI Fridays is where we, we decided to go. And, you know, while we were there, uh, her sister, my, my girlfriend's sister asked, so how was the paranormal uh, thing last night? You know, the, the little the little investigation your students did. And my girlfriend started telling her everything, you know what I mean? The, the motion sensor issues, the lights flickering and all that stuff. And as she gets to the lights started to flicker and was talking about the Ouija board session, the lights directly above our table were the only ones in the restaurant to start dimming and light back up. Yeah, so I, I looked at my girlfriend and I said, bitch, you brought the <laughs> What is this? <laughs> so she's, she's, she thought it, she laughed, you know, she thought it was like, you know, hilarious and like, like, you know, she was like, it's probably just a coincidence, babe. I bet it's just a coincidence. And I was like, I don't know. It's pretty perfect timing. <laughs> so she, she goes she goes into the Ouija board talk session again. She goes back into the Ouija board session story. And again, as she starts talking about it, with like a minute after the lights just flickered, she as she's talking about it again, the lights do the exact same thing. And then she says, like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't talk about it right now. <laughs> Maybe I really shouldn't. And there was her, 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 her sister, her sister's boyfriend was there too, and then his nephew, along with his nephew's girlfriend. So there was like four other people there that saw this happen, and we all kind of looked at each other and like you know nervously chuckled uh, <laughs> because of what was going on. That's so cool. That's cool. I really like the that this happened in a high school gym because. I hated gym one, but I don't think it's the only, like, I always felt uncomfortable in the gym, especially like the locker room areas, like, and it wasn't because of like whatever preteen or teen insecurities. It was really like, this place is creepy. Gymnasiums, high school gymnasiums are creepy AF. So the fact that this happened there is kind of like, I knew it. I knew it. Like when you said Crockett, I was like, if it's not the gym, I don't know what it is. So I'm kind of glad it worked out for me that way. Like it's it's proving my point that all through my life, it wasn't just because I hated gym. It's because they're haunted. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If, if they're not going to the portal potty, they're going to the gym. They're going to one of the two. They're going to one of the two. Portal potties. And I, th- and I think so that's. <laughs> well, the, thank the portal potty. I loved that. When I first heard that, I thought that was great. Oh, man. It should always be going down in the restroom. It does. It does. And I think that's the reason locker rooms freaked me out. Like, they're usually old stone and a whole bunch of toilets and faucets. And, like, it's like, damn, man, like, some shit's going down. Like, I don't know. But yeah. that that was really cool. That's that's a great story in Crockett. <laughs> Our new tagline for the porta potty where shit goes down. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, no, that's awesome. No, that's a great yeah. story. Those are all great stories. Yeah, so um, I have uh, the one with uh, Sean. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my girlfriend and I, after her school was uh, over with, we, we, we originally decided we were going to live in Austin together. But then some family issues happened with her brother. You know, he, he got sent to the federal prison um, and her sister was uh, gonna have a baby soon. So my wife decided, you know, maybe it's better if we're around family right now after everything that just happened with her family. And so I decided, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm following you. Let's, let's go do whatever we wanna do, you know? So we uh, moved back to our hometown, West Lago, and um, we were just, you know, chilling, hanging out. And uh, we actually lived in uh, her mom's uh, 
childhood home that she grew up in this really cute little house, really old house. Uh, that thing was also haunted. But uh, that's that might be a story for another time if you like. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, so we're, we're hanging out down here and we eventually decide, hey, let's go on a trip to Austin. You know, we don't have kids at the moment. We're not married. Like, we're just chilling, having a good time. Let's go to Austin, hang out, go uh, stay at Sean's for a couple, go stay at Sean's for a day or two and come back home, you know? So we decided to go on a trip. And, uh, you know how I said uh, her, uh, Sean was, um, the, the relation to Sean was like uh, her, like his girlfriend. My wife's best friend was his girlfriend. So that's how we got Sean to move into the apartment with us. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we stayed close to Sean was because, you know, she was still really good friends with her best friend and, and uh, they actually broke up and were no longer dating at the moment, but they were still, you know, very friendly. And uh, Sean uh, actually allowed us to spend the night in his room, my girlfriend and I, you know, because he was going to go to his boyfriend's house. So he's like, yeah, it's cool. You guys can take my bed either way. You know, his ex-girlfriend was going to go stay uh, somewhere else with her new boyfriend. So it was like, yeah, let's just chill here, hang out. So um, my girlfriend and I were staying in Sean's room. And, uh, you know, I kept waking up throughout the night. I don't know if it's because I was just in an unfamiliar place, but I just kept waking up randomly throughout the night, you know. Uh, wake up, see it's 1237. Wake up, see it's 2 o'clock, you know, anytime, random time. And I suddenly get awoken at 7.30. Sean came home, right? He, he was home, and he'd come into his room to grab something while I was still asleep. But as he was walking out the door, I suddenly heard a loud bang, and that's what woke me up. So I was asleep, like I said, until like 7.30. I heard that loud bang, jolted up out of bed to see Sean walking out of his room while simultaneously the closet door that was about 10 feet away from that, from where Sean was, violently swing, swinging open. It was already ha almost halfway open. And and like when I like fully woke up and saw what was going on, the door from uh, being half open was violently swinging to the fully open position. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, cause I got scared cause I heard a loud bang. And I looked up and I was like, what the fuck? You know, like Sean, like, uh, like he was walking out the door. He didn't hear anything, but he was walking out the door and closing it behind him quietly. But I saw that door, like I said, it was about 10 feet away from where he was. So he couldn't have like, he couldn't have opened it and, and flung it open and been at the other door leaving the room. Like it was physically impossible for him to do it. He was a kind of a big heavy set guy. He couldn't have moved that fast. You know what I mean? Like even, like maybe Usain Bolt could have done it, but like like he couldn't have done it. So that was really weird. Like that was something that was really weird that happened at Sean's house. And that's something that that he said that we believe, I'm sorry, that's something that makes us believe that something really did follow Sean throughout the apartments on uh, Riverside and Wickersham, uh, the Longhorn Landing. So like that's, that's something that really makes us believe that something did follow him because he... Like, did that time that we stayed there at Sean's place when we went to visit, uh, the night before we had uh, gone to bed, uh, he had told us, you know, like, I think something really did follow me, guys. Like, I don't think it was just the place we lived at. I really think something did follow me because things were randomly starting to happen at his new boyfriend's house. So it was, like, really weird. So, you know, and then with the with the closet door swinging open violently like that, yeah, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, really, it really freaked me out. 
But luckily, we were we were leaving that day, so I didn't, you know. <laughs> so we don't got to put too much into that. Like, we'll be out of here soon. But I, I'm curious, though, because if, if Sean's like, yeah, something followed me, like, did we ever deep dive with Sean? Like, yo, man, like, what'd you either do or where do you think this came from? Like, did Sean ever try to figure out what was attached to him or what was going on? From what I'm, from what I understand, no, he never really did. Um, after a while, we kind of lost uh, touch with Sean. We, uh, we, you know, we we didn't, we didn't keep up with him over over a while there. Um, so I'm not sure if he ever did look into it. But like I, like uh, I had mentioned in the beginning of the story that um, he had gone to hang out with somebody at their house, and he, like you know, that place was apparently haunted from there. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what he jokingly had said from the beginning, like at, at the, the Longhorn Landing house that we lived at, or the apartment we lived at. He thinks that something might have followed him from there because things apparently weren't happening there uh, before Sean. Because my, my girlfriend lived there with a few other roommates her first year that she lived there. And then they all moved out. And, you know, that's when Sean moved into her side. And then we got two random people, which was Katie and the... That one asshole. <laughs> That's really wild, though. Yeah, to have an attachment like that. I mean, it's a possibility, but um, yeah, I-, I wonder how that worked out for Sean. I hope everything's all right. I hope it's okay. I hope it's okay. <laughs> uh, that's wild, though. Those are some wild stories, uh, and here around town. So that's really cool for for us because we can visualize some yeah. of these locations. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I know exactly where you're at. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, uh, did y'all ever do any cleansings, like you and and your now wife, or anything, just from seeing all the shit y'all saw? No, no, not really. To be <laughs> honest with you, just because. Um, I'm kind of used to stuff like that from growing up. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the Spooky Tales uh, episode about um, brujerias, tales of brujeria. Um, someone actually placed a curse on my family, which was it was my dad's uh, girlfriend. Um, you know, my mom and dad were divorced, and and this lady, she thought, you know, my mom was trying to get my dad back for some reason, so she somehow found someone to put a curse on us and. Uh, so I kind of went through a lot of, like, I kind of saw a lot of weird stuff growing up. So I, uh, I, I, it didn't really bother me. I'm like, it's not bothering us right now. It's not doing anything right now. I think it's good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably safe. A lot of people say, you know, if, if it wanted to hurt you or harm you, it would, it would do that, you know? And it would, it would put its energy into doing that. So, I mean, yeah, if you felt fine, like there were just these off occurrences, then, then that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. yeah. Luckily, it was just after Sean. So. Yeah. <laughs> I guess sometimes this is why I didn't do it. It's like maybe you should do it, Sean. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness, no, that's fantastic. I I know that. Um, uh, I'm not sure if there was anything else you wanted to share because you had talked about a, a couple of things in your email. Um, like I said, I've I've dealt with a lot of weird stuff in my life. Um. And one of the weird things that actually happened to me um, throughout my life was uh, like uh, on my on my travels to work, I used to work on wind turbines. And uh, there was a site out of Sarita, Texas, that was just past the checkpoint and the first rest station uh, that you pass by. Um, it was about an hour and a half from where I lived. So I would drive it every day to get there just, just for work, you know? And, um, you know, I drove back into that area for about a year and a half just because, you know, I I worked on two different wind farms out there. So 
driving out there was kind of scary because if you break down, you're going to wait a while. You know, you're about 45 minutes to an hour away from from civilization. So you always want to make sure, like, you know, everything's good and, and all that. Well, there was a, one time when I first started working out there that, you know, we would travel in a group because me and some buddies of mine, we had just graduated from technical college. We were in the last semester. We were about to graduate. I'm sorry. And um, we were going to, to work out of Sarita. You know, it was uh, there was uh, four of us. And we would drive together, carpool, to go to Sarita to go work at the first wind farm. We all got jobs on together. And the, the first weird incident that we encountered, uh, or that I encountered, um, was with them we left work and you know we were coming south we passed to the rest stop and then we passed the border patrol checkpoint and we're driving and we're driving and all of a sudden on our left hand side we're coming up to the border patrol checkpoint again now when you're the, the side i'm talking about this is when you're heading south in Texas. When you're heading south, the Border Patrol won't stop you and ask you questions. That's only when you're going north, right? So every day that I'd go to work, I'd always have to stop to talk to them. And every day we'd come back south, we wouldn't have to say anything. We'd just be able to drive through because it's, there's, no, there's no pavilion covering that section of the road going south. So as we're coming back down, we see on our left-hand side, the border patrol checkpoint is right there and we all look at each other and we're all kind of confused because we're like we know we just passed the checkpoint like 10 minutes ago you know we're, we're like we're, we're just there and, and, and confused and we're just saying to each other why did it take so long to get to the checkpoint like it felt like it took forever like we were already driving like 20 minutes like you know it only took 10 minutes to get to the checkpoint from where we left from so we were looking around at each other and that's when we realized, hey, didn't we already pass the checkpoint, guys? You know, we were all looking at each other confused and, and, and kind of disoriented. And we, we all agreed we did pass the checkpoint already. Like we, we, we just passed this checkpoint like 10 minutes ago, didn't we? And my buddy Andrew looked at his watch and he said, yeah, guys, it, it was about 10 minutes ago we, we passed the checkpoint. He was really, he was like a really smart guy. He had a really good memory. And he just so happened to check his clock um, because he was wondering when he would get home to, you know, get to his girlfriend and eat dinner. And and we were all looking at each other kind of astounded, like, what just happened? It's like we kind of went through a time warp or something or or like a like like a spatial warp because we had already passed one area. And then it's like we were just back passing it again 10 minutes later when, you know, it would have been impossible to do because you would have in order to come back down that road you would have to do a u-turn and pass the checkpoint and talk to border patrol again in order to come back around the other way you know so it was physically impossible for us to to be on that road again we we to this day to this day when i talk to my friend andrew about it we don't know what happened we don't know anything like we can't figure it out that's fucking weird that is weird aliens for sure <laughs> And it's funny you say aliens because the second uh, the second odd thing that happened to me while I was driving, uh, you know, the hour and a half. Like I said, it was an hour and a half one way and then an hour and a half back to the other. Right. right. So I was always like 
you know, doing that. So cut about like eight months later, after that weird anomaly happened, I'm driving to and from work by myself because my friends don't work with me at the, at the wind site that I'm at now, right? So I'm driving myself an hour and a half every day back home. Well, one day I'm driving home and I'm going through like around the Sebastian, Texas area, which is very deep South Texas, uh, where I lived. It's um, this small town and there's a wind farm around there. So I'm driving on this old bridge and there's no shoulder, right? There's no shoulder on this bridge. Otherwise I would have stopped. But there was like, a, but there was a lot of traffic. So I had to keep going. I was driving and to my left-hand side, I always made it a habit to look at all the wind turbines that were out there because I like to see, you know, what wind turbines are down. You know, I, for some reason, I, it's just something I like doing as a, as a turbine technician. <clears throat> well, as I was doing that in the Sebastian, Texas area, I just so happened to see some like silver disc-like object hovering right next to a wind turbine that wasn't spinning. I swear to God, I saw just something there. And I remember thinking to myself, are they flying something out? Like, of the, that's, what you, that's what they call it. When you fly something in or fly something out of a wind turbine, yeah. like meaning a generator, a gearbox, we're talking thousands and thousands of pounds of equipment get hoisted up and down randomly when they need to be fixed, right? Or replaced. And there's cranes that do that. We're talking about cranes that are bit giant cranes. They need giant cranes to do this. There were no cranes around. There were there was nothing holding this thing up. After I realized there was no crane, it took a, a second for me to realize there's no crane around. And then I was looking at something hovering right next to the wind turbine. Now this when I, when I say the wind turbine was down, that means it was faulted or it was offline. It wasn't spinning, producing energy. Right. It was just sitting there. So I see this thing and I'm driving. I'm trying to keep looking straight because the speed limit's about like 70, 75 on that road. And it's a it's a two lane, uh, you know, one lane uh, going north, one lane going south road. Right. So I have no judgment for error. Otherwise I'm falling off this bridge or I'm getting into a really bad accident. So I'm looking at the disc, I'm looking forward. I keep looking back at the disc, I keep looking forward. Eventually I pass the tree line and I start speeding up because I want to see this thing again. As soon as I clear the tree line after about 10, 15 seconds, it's gone. Whoa. It's it's nowhere to be seen. And I know for a fact there was no cranes. And even if there was a crane, they wouldn't have been able to set it in the turbine within the 15 seconds that I was gone. Right. That, that I had no visual confirmation of the sighting of this, you know? Yeah. So, and, and they couldn't have hoisted it down either. They hoist these heavy... Uh, components down pretty slow and they also hoist them up and try to position them into wind turbines really slow because you have technicians inside the turbines guiding the equipment down communicating via radio with the operator with the crane operator right so i i know for a fact that i did not see any equipment um holding anything up and there was something hovering next to a turbine and then it was gone Aliens. Oh, totally. We all know they're here. They're we here. We all know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I, Actually, I know. That's wild. That's really wild. I I love uh, extraterrestrial <laughs> stories. I love aliens. Anything, silver discs or time <laughs> looping or 
losing that, you know, that space time continuum. Like yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. you drove through <laughs> and came out the other end to reloop. But you know, what time was missed, you know, yeah. what, what happened and yeah. that could be a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But that's really, that's really, really, um, interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. where you are, like you said, you know, kind of South Texas and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's where a lot of these stories kind of originate from, especially in Texas. It's usually South or more borderland Texas. So yeah. The the bloodshed. yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. But life is fucking wild, man. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, if you want to hear a good story about aliens, um, just uh, keep tuning in to Spooky Tales. I have this um, story that I um, interviewed this guy. He was, um, he was a veteran in the Air Force. Now, I'm going to break I, I told the spooky tales like you know like i uh i was supposed to be on another ufo podcast people's uh, podcast but they never got back to me about the story uh, so i told the spooky tales you know hey if you want i can break the story on your on your show and you know they agreed yeah so i did a little interview with him uh, based off something he told me about uh ufos and the government so oh, yeah, you know no. if, if you want if you want to hear that story just tune into the spooky tales eventually it'll come out i, I need to we're going to record that pretty soon i believe Hell yeah. Oh yeah, no, we love those ladies. We definitely keep up with them. So no, that's great. And I think really, Josh, amazing stories. We got everything. I mean, poltergeist activity, haunted gymnasiums, scalps in the shower, <laughs> and now aliens. Oh, yes. I mean, shit, man. You really brought it all to the table and we <laughs> we really appreciate it. Like this was I think a fantastic way to spend a Sunday afternoon. So thank you very much uh, for sharing your stories with us. Uh, no, thank you. The pleasure was uh, was all mine. I, I really, truly appreciate having me on. Hell yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. And we'll keep in touch. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye. So that was awesome. Josh had like fucking everything to talk about. I know, really man. Cool. That was really cool. I, I love, 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 love. And we encourage it. If you have stories, just, you know, reach out. We're more than happy to talk to you and, and feature you if you're interested. Um, I mean, yeah, great stories. I, I love the local stories, but even hearing in the outskirts of Texas, aliens. I mean, come on. Yeah, we love to hear anything about, you know, Texas. But I love that he had some East Side stories. Yeah. You know, he had some stuff uh, at fucking Longhorn Landing, man. Oh, like, my I God. Can't tell you. Fucking Riverside and Wickersham, like, everybody oh. I've, I know has lived off there at some point. I don't know how <laughs> many drunken nights I spent on uh, Riverside and Wickersham. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Like, and then made it over to Triple Eight. Oh, <laughs> my God. Triple Eight. Oh, oh man. If Woo. it's late, it's great. Only it's at Triple Eight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's fucked up at AAA. Oh man, <laughs> still some of the best fucking like Asian food you ever have in your life. <laughs> Eddie Hoots, it was great, great, great having Josh, and we appreciated. So yeah, excellent stories. Yeah, it was badass. But uh, I'm feeling heavy. Yeah, man, it's time to cleanse this baby. We need to. Yeah, scalp in the shower. <laughs> yeah, let's get that scalp out of her. Let's wash out it out. Aura. <laughs> Take a big deep breath in. Release that baby out. <sighs> yes. You're now cleansed. Yes, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm scared to clean out my showers now, though. Like, dear God. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was great. But as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, I'm Bethany. 
And I'm Leah. And we're signing off with two besitos. From these putitos. some ice cream. Oh yeah, for the little babies.